You're listening to the Amplify podcast with Dan R. Morris and Rachel Martin, brought to you by Blogging Concentrated. We dedicate this 100th episode of the Amplify podcast to the movement amongst us podcasters that begins July 31st in Fort Worth, Texas. All these social media headlines next on the Amplify podcast, Numar episode Osuda. Dan, this is a huge episode. Like huge, gigantic. I am amazed that it only took, I mean, today is the one year anniversary and we're recording number 100 and we have like the podcast guru of gurus with us. I know, it's like the trifecta of podcast awesomeness. Now, your mother asked us, did you guys plan to do episode 100 on the one-year anniversary? And I would love to say yes, so let's just go with yes that we did. Yeah, I didn't actually know it was the one-year anniversary till today. I, I knew it was very close. I remember when we started the first episode, but yes, today is episode 100 and one year. So I think it was five or six weeks ago that I... Oh, maybe it was longer than that. Rachel knows that I have no concept of time. But that I heard about Jared Easley and Dan Franks putting on podcast movement. Now, there have been a few little podcast conferences, but I don't think there has been anything as big or as comprehensive or bringing together like the titans of the industry like this. And I thought we should spend a number 100 talking about this thing that's coming up because it is so important in the podcast world. I know, but even more cool than that is let's spend 100, episode 100 talking about podcasts and podcast movement with Jared. Jared Easley, that's like way awesome. So Jared, thank you for coming on the show. It is awesome. Oh, Rachel, thank you, Dan. Thank you. 100 episodes, I want people to really appreciate this. Like that is a, a challenging thing to do. And for one year and 100 episodes, most people don't even come close to that when they start a podcast. So congratulations. Yeah, if we, you saw me, I was patting myself on the back right now. <laughs> you should be. I mean, it is. It's it's a lot to do, and and yeah, I just am, am amazed uh, that it's only been a year, but a hundred episodes. That's a lot of work that goes into that. So thank you for the work that you do. Yeah, I you must know, say. The funny thing, oh, go ahead, Dan. I, I'm going to say that there were when we went to pod was it podcast Midwest that you guys put on in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Somebody mentioned what was the word, Rachel, about like. When your podcast is like falling apart. Oh, I think you're referring to pod fading. Yes. Uh, pod fading. I kind of love that. I mean, like, I love the term <laughs> that that is so exclusive to the industry, pod fading. Like, I could say it at Starbucks and they'd be, what are you talking about? I didn't even know what it meant. I thought we were going to talk about some technical term of fading your intro into the, like, thing. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. But we both looked at each other and said, ooh. I think we've had a little bit of that a couple of times in the last few months, but clearly not a complete podcast fade for sure. You know what I think it is? What's interesting about the podcast, at least in my opinion, Dan, and I think you have the same is I really love them. When we get back into the groove with it and we're starting to talk about all the tech stuff and we're bantering back and forth, I remember just how much fun the podcast is and how addicting it is. And now that we've gotten a lot of the behind the scenes, nitty gritty stuff worked out, I can feel the pod fading, like fading away. Yes, that's interesting that you say that. So how long have you been podcasting, Jared? 
Well, I mean, I've been doing it just slightly longer than you guys, but I'm I'm over two years with over 200 episodes. That's only because I just started a little bit earlier, but I can appreciate how much work goes into 100 episodes. And to only do this a year, that means you've almost averaged two a week, even if you did have some gaps. And with all the traveling, with all of the effort and the energy you put into blogging concentrated, I think it's an absolute miracle that you've done 100 episodes in a year. That's incredible. Well, I agree. I think we need Jared on all the time. Anytime we need an emotional boost, just call Jared. <laughs> no, I, I know what it's like to, to kind of uh, try to make something happen, and, and this is a lot of work and a big sacrifice. So congratulations. Ser- seriously, I'm really proud to be here. So the question I had when I was looking through all of the speakers that were coming to Podcast Movement is is I noticed that 11 of them had Wikipedia pages. Which I thought, I mean, it's, it's not easy to get a Wikipedia page. You really have to have accomplished something. How did you, I mean, how do you even make the list? How do you begin to even think about who comes to speak? Well, I, I think in the beginning it was, uh, when we first started last year, this was, uh, we, we always asked the question, should we do it, you know, could we do it, or, or could we do it, and then should we do it? Just, just because you could do it doesn't mean you should. And there wasn't an event, as you pointed out, for specific to podcasters. There were some other events that had podcasting as an element, uh, which was fine. But there were people that were asking for a specific event. And I believe there was a, an event several years back that had just podcasting, but it you know faded. It pod faded. <laughs> so we, uh, we knew that people wanted it. So we started figuring out what we needed to do to put that together. And then in the beginning, it was just who do we know? And we reached out to, to people that we're willing to, number one, uh, share it with their network, support the event, and then um, speak. And so when we first started asking a few people, we got a lot of no's, and that was a little bit discouraging. And we had one person that we identified as being reputable and uh, someone who was uh, considered a leader, in, in, at least in the business podcasting space. And he said yes. He kind of stepped up. And once he said yes, some other people started to say yes because they felt a little more comfortable because someone else with uh, you know credibility was involved. And, and then it just started to happen from there. So year one was more, who do we know? Who can we invite that would be willing to help us? And then I think after we established the first one and people really saw the value in it, uh, then it just kind of caught like fire. Like uh, we didn't have to really push too hard. People started coming to us. People had heard about it. And uh, there were some situations where we reached out, but a lot of situations where other people just uh, saw the Facebook ad or they, you know, heard about what we were doing and they said, Hey, we want to be involved on some level. And it was just kind of the problem then became filtering. Like, who do you say yes to? And then who do you tell no to? Cause that, that was a challenge. So it's kind of a whole unique set of problems. Oh, we we were familiar with that. Yeah. And definitely the, the concept of, of being able to leverage someone to get other people is, is powerful. I think people should recognize that. And I don't know if the word is tactic, but it's definitely, you know, when, when somebody, of reputation says, yes, I'll get involved. It, it does make it easier for other people. Well, Dan, I'll, I'll share this real quick. And I know Rachel will be able to appreciate this. Like when we were looking at this year, we knew uh, from the feedback that we had the, the previous years is there was a heavier focus in year one on more business and marketing. And that was my, mainly because that was the people we knew in podcasting. But we wanted to kind of grow beyond that for year two. And we also uh, understand the need for more female speakers and more diverse uh, speakers. And so we and, and 
immediately looked at who are some people that we need to get to speak and then kind of build off of that. So the first two names that popped up was Aisha Tyler and Sarah Keening from Serial. Is it even possible to try to get them? What would it take to make that happen? If we could get them, we could potentially start getting some other people. But we, we right out of the gate said we need two powerhouse females um, we want to, you know, have really strong female speakers at the event. And in podcasting, unfortunately, you know, it is heavily white male dominated. So we knew, you know, coming into this year, we want to start out with just two powerhouse female speakers and then kind of grow from there. And we were able to navigate that, figure that out, get introduced, you know, work through that process and get them to say yes, which was challenging, but it worked out. And now uh, we've grown from there. So I, I think initially going into this year was we need a couple of really strong female podcasters and then start going from there. That was our mindset, at least going into year two. You know what I love about that is truly, and just having worked with dis- different bloggers and podcasters, is the idea that you decided I we're going to go for the, the leader in the industry versus kind of stepping up the next rung. And I love that mindset, that focus of deciding we're going to go for a leader. And the worst that can happen is they say no, but at least we've, we've touched and open, you know, attempted to work on that door and open that door. And then, you know, you never know. It's like living with the, Oh, what if I had just done this? And I love it that there was this risk that this is, you identified who would be the best for the community. And then you went after it with even knowing the variables that you were in year two. And when I look at the webpage for podcast movement, it is impressive who you have speaking. So kudos to you. It's well done. Thank you, Rachel. So I went through the list of speakers and I tried to to find, I researched everyone, which is how I came up with the number of people that were on Wikipedia. Um, And I tried to come up with something cool about, you know, eight or nine of the people that we could talk about. Um, because I think the the speakers themselves, you know, whether they're marketing or whatever it is that they do, they have like intrinsic value just in who they are. So I just have this list, and I'll just start with Lou, Lou Mangello. Now I knew I knew his name. I sort of knew what he did, but I didn't know the full extent of how awesome he is until I started reading about things that he did. Like I didn't know he started. A long time ago, with the Disney stuff on Usenet news groups, were you on Usenet, Rachel? I was not, but I probably at least I don't remember. You know, who knows where you were all in those early days of everything? Yeah, were you ever on those on the on the bulletin boards or anything, Jared? Back then, I, I remember them, but I wasn't active in them. Oh, you know what? I think I was beyond my Yahoo groups. There was a bulletin board that I was pretty active. Now I just got to remember the username and password. <laughs> the Yahoo groups. Yes, yes, you know my my affinity for those Yahoo groups. Well, what I thought about was cool about Lou was he was on these groups and realized that his passion for Disney um, really started to get some attention, and people started to ask a lot of questions. He said that he got so many questions, and so many of them were similar, that he decided that he would respond to them in the form of e- of blog posts. And I don't think a lot of people realize that they have that arsenal of information in their email that they could just sort of dump out and turn into blog posts. So I thought that was a cool little tidbit you know, of insight into Lou's mind that he was able to kind of think, man, there's a lot of gold in what I'm writing. I should make this public. 
So I thought that was just cool, and I hope other people realize they have that in their email. You know, their old sent email file. They have all kinds of cool questions, you know, or answers that they've that they've sent out that they should probably mine for data. You know what's interesting about that? What's cool about it too is even going down back to like the podcast movement or what we do or what other um, people do that host events is like he figured out what was needed in the market. So going back to like when you and I were in Chicago at Podcast Movement Midwest, it was awesome for me to sit in a room with so many podcasters. So that's what I love about Lou was he was looking at all these emails, realizing, wow, there's a huge opportunity here because he's that those emails identified a need. Yeah. Have you ever done that, Jared? Have you ever gone through your old emails to see like what am I – you know, what things am I keep asking? I should probably just direct people to a podcast or do a blog post. <laughs> yeah, it seems like uh, uh, what's funny about this is I'm thinking, yeah, that's kind of to me, that's become like the norm. So to talk about it, I'm thinking, yeah, I guess that, that is a, a good takeaway, but I've just kind of gotten used to doing it. So uh, <laughs> it's like a habit for me, I guess. I, I think that small business owners. <laughs> Yeah, don't realize that they have all that content. They just and they don't even like some people don't even know where they're going to get it all. But I think it's right there. It's in your sent folder. You could easily turn that into content. You know, even there's some people who even read emails for podcasts, which I think is weird. But you know, you know, I learned being at that podcasting that was what was so awesome was the wide variety and abundance of different genres and niches for podcasts. That to me was the coolest one of the coolest takeaways that I had from being at the event in Chicago was just being exposed to people that loved their craft in all sorts of different um, ways that they were sharing the information that they loved with the world. Did you see, Rachel, what I wrote about Roman Mars, the 99% invisible guy? I'm looking right now. He, like I, I, you know, we have ethics and we teach at Blogging Concentrated, you know, we, we teach empathy and um using your own ethics as a filter for decide who you work with and what you do. But Roman, I mean, I guess there's a saying that, you know, execution is 9,000 times more important than just thought. But he actually created a situation where his podcast provides subsidized insurance for the creators that he works with. Because he thought, you know, there's really no one in this space that's doing that. And everyone's having to defend for themselves so he decided to create an environment where everyone that he works with has an opportunity to get subsidized insurance. And I, I thought, wow, that's really putting something into action that's like a deep thought inside of you. I, I just thought that was awesome. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I mean, I'm looking through the list of speakers that are there, and it's totally awesome. Like going back to being in an environment of really creative, go-getter, entrepreneurial people – I mean, this list is that. Like, I can see how you'd be energized and want to go back and refine and hone your craft and become better at what you do. And Jared, you said you have you? Did you say you met Andrea Ayers? I, I've never met her. I haven't met her, but I mean, just in what I've seen online and and a little bit of communication with her online. I mean, I, I really am excited that she's going to be a part of the event. And uh, yeah, some of the stuff she's accomplished is speaks for itself. But yeah, I mean, Andre, she's just one more person among uh, many that we have that that have a really unique story and a unique uh, perspective on podcasting. So they're going to bring that to the event, and it's going to be an, an incredible thing. So what I thought was cool about Andrea is that, and maybe she says Andrea, I, I don't know. Um, is that not only is she going to speak on podcasting, but I found that she is a 
like she's a professional businesswoman. She owns a T-shirt company. She sold twenty thousand shirts, you know, T-shirts in four years. Wrote a book on them. Sells them in stores. So I think whatever she speaks about at Podcast Movement, I think that you should grab her in the halls and ask her other questions to improve your business because it really sounds like she just has a bevy of knowledge in all kinds of areas. You know what I loved about that, too? I just love that she decided it's this brand that she has. Now, you know that I was interviewed by Katie, is it Kremitsos, on the Biz Woman Rock podcast. And what I loved about her, too, was she recognized that it was this, what she was creating was she's got this awesome podcast, but beyond the podcast, she was looking at how can she extend it into becoming a brand. So, I again, there's so much to learn from everybody that's speaking there. So speaking of that concept, when you guys came up with a podcast movement, how did the logo come about? I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty like, uh, it's pretty awesome looking. Like, like a movie studio would have put it out. Well, Dan, um, Dan and I were talking about that, and we wanted something. And the, the title is podcast movement, so we're thinking the movement, you know, something that's, um, you know, it is re- awesome revolutionary. Logo. Yeah, it's and, awesome. Uh, yeah. I, I think yeah, Dan's just got an eye for that kind of stuff, and I think that particular logo was partially inspired by the band Rage Against the Machine and this nice. yeah that not not many people oh, know this. So awesome. But uh, it's yeah it's just cooler. Yeah yeah it's kind of random but I mean we, we looked around at a lot of different stuff and Dan uh, I, I have to give Dan full credit. He he looked around, he found some ideas and then he kinda he's he's just very gifted and creative and uh, so he kind of came up with that, and we're we're happy with it. And it's funny because we, we've seen other people try to steal that. Actually, uh, it's not stealing, right? It's all you know, kind of playing off of it. But we've we've seen other events, and um, you know, other even events that are now podcast. You know, opening up podcasts, newly formed podcast events that are trying to steal or create their own logo. That's basically a play off of ours. So it's uh, kind of fun to see that <laughs> happening. I guess, you know, that, what is that? Um, imitation is the highest form yes. of flattery or something like that. <laughs> I'm trying we'll, to remind uh, myself of that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to tag Rage against the machine and see if they'll come and play at an event. Hopefully. I think you should have them come and play. Or Hopefully like, they won't light anyone on fire. That's Oh, Dan, you're so good at that. I, I don't know how many attendees at Podcast Movement would even uh, enjoy that. But, yeah, definitely, <laughs> uh, definitely something to think about. <laughs> Oh, that's too funny. Well, your logo and the design of the site and everything really does catch the energy because that's part of what I love, like looking at the entire package of what we do as creators. And to me, just like Dan was saying, the movement, the logo, everything, it's just totally embodies what I would expect at that event. And then another thing that's cool is that, you know, Eric Newsom, is, is it Nuzum Newsom? Yes. Excellent. <laughs> you know what's so funny is prior to podcasts, we go through the names, like trying to get the pronunciations. And I tell Dan, like every name that I don't know, I write it in phonetic form next to it just so that I don't have that moment. Well, I thought it was cool that he's coming to speak as well because he's not like a in the trenches podcaster guy. He was with NPR and now he's moving to Audible, which I, I think he's going to be bringing original content to Audible. Um, which I believe is the next new buzzword on the internet. You know, like Netflix has original programming and uh, Amazon now has original programming. And the idea that he's that he going to be bringing that concept to Audible is pretty awesome. I, I like that we're going to hear from speakers from, you know, I, I guess he, you would say he might even be from corporate world compared to what Rachel and I do. But just the idea that that is different is uh, 
pretty awesome to me. I'm, I'm glad he's going to be there. Uh, Audible's actually heading in the direction of kind of like HBO for audio. Sweet. Yeah, so it is. It is cool, and and I'm interested in hearing what Eric has to say. He has, definitely has a unique perspective on the future of on-demand audio, uh, not just podcasting, fun. but you know, overall. And That's cool. Jeff- that reminds me of like when I was growing up, when you drive by the hotel sign, it would say "Now with HBO" or something. So you know, it's <laughs> exclusive at that point. You so Dan, I'm just gonna remind- yeah, that's right. Dan, we got like a minute and a half to cover all the rest. Well, that's wow. all right. You know, Jeff Brown, who's here in town in Nashville, I see him at Geek Breakfast stuff all the time. That's um, cool. He's coming to podcast movement, and I like that he's not only a podcaster, but he has an entire podcast course. You know, Podcast Academy. Um, I love the idea that once you have knowledge, that you take it, use it, and you monetize it. And you know, the podcasters that have gone through his academy are really quite appreciative of all that they learned. So I'm, I'm sure that he's going to be a fantastic uh, speaker in the lineup as well. So, Jared, do you have any final words about podcast movement that you want to share with everyone? Yeah, I, I think if podcasting's on your radar, uh, definitely consider being there. But I actually talked to a, an author recently. He said, I'm coming to podcast movement. My initial response was, that's awesome. Tell me about your upcoming podcast. He's like, oh, I'm not starting a podcast. And I thought, well, why would you come to podcast movement? And his answer was interesting. He said, I'm writing a book and I want to be interviewed on everyone else's podcast. Oh, that's so, so, so Yeah, so what's interesting is, is podcast movement is not just for podcasters. It's for people who want to be connected with high achievers and if you're someone who wants to you know, eventually promote your idea in a circle of podcasts, I mean, that's not a bad place to be. No. That- that, that is super smart. I love that. So, Jared, thank you so much for being on the show today. And as usual, you can tweet us on Twitter at Amplify Podcast with social media headlines. Otherwise, instead of going to AmplifyPodcast.com, we'd like you to go to PodcastMovement.com. Check out the speakers, what's going on, who's doing what, and get yourself a ticket so that we can visit you when we're in Dallas at the end of July. Right, Jared? That's right. And congratulations again on 100 episodes. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Woo-hoo. Looking forward to helping you figure out what's next. Woo-hoo.